the overall mission of the project was to help educate about a topic that not a lot of people are comfortable talking about. That's your finances, right? We got a family that's making good money, but they are overspending, right? Then you got a young athlete, a young black athlete. He hasn't already started planning for his last day. So we were able to tackle all those things. And so I thought the film was the greatest thing ever on Netflix, you know. Stack my money up like Lego. Bet me when I say so. Pull up in the What's up, world? It's your boy, Brandon Copeland, a.k.a. Professor Copeland. As always, man, my dog with me, right-hand man, 100 grand, Ross Mack, rocking the pastels, brother. Ooh, Chicago in the pastels. Hey, I feel like I just got back from Vegas. You already know, man. Got the buttons down here. Mm. You know what I mean? Letting the chest hair breathe a little bit, even though it's wintertime. It is what it is. Let's go. Hey, listen, that's the that's the life we live in, man. That's the life we creating, brother. I, I love it. But you know what? It, this brings us right into the topic of conversation today. I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I'm gonna say what everybody's thinking. You Hollywood, man. You you turning Hollywood on us. You got the pastels <laughs> on. You you got uh... the you had the you used to have the little AirPods. Now you got the big headphones. I think those is exclusive too. He might be. Uh, yep, did you yep. mess around and get a sponsor without us telling? Without telling hey, us? Hey, man, listen. Hey, man, I'm just trying to make it work, man. You dig? I'm just trying to get money like my name, Brandon Copeland. Listen, oh, that's man. it. That's nah, why. listen. Well, I'm trying to get smart with my money. So, I, I, if, if y'all don't know, if you don't know. I see what you did there. You I like see that? what you did like there. I did that. Yeah. If I you like don't know. You Ross Mack, man. First and foremost, congratulations, my brother. Congratulations. If you haven't checked it out yet, Get Smart With Money on Netflix. An entire documentary helping people, individuals with different stories, different journeys, manage their money, but also, more importantly, take control of their lives financially, right? And and we have the pleasure, I have the pleasure, of co-hosting this amazing podcast with somebody who is just always elevating bro like that's the the thing that you know has been important to me in my life is surrounding myself with people who are where i'm trying to get to or continue to push me up to that next level so you don't just stop with you know showing up to essence fest and being on stages and and you know sharing financial education gems with with a wide audience you don't just stop with you know, being on McDonald's, you know, it, it, did they call it 30 under 30? I know it was the honorees. What is it? What's the, it I don't want to mess up the They call me a, a, a game changer. 20 game changer. Game changer. 2022. 20, 2022 right. game changer. A game changer, right? One of the few people in the world on that list, right? You, you, you decide to go ahead. Let me go ahead and take my talents to Netflix real quick. Let me go ahead and, and educate the people. And it, and it was an honor, uh, more than it's an honor to be on here and talk shop on a daily basis with you. Uh, but more importantly, it's an honor to watch your continued evolution and how you scale Maconomics and how you scale your impact and your reach to help other people. And so I'm, I want to understand, like, like I'm sure many people want to understand, uh, a number of different things about this entire experience, right? The Netflix experience. But for those who don't know, because I got to make sure they, they're caught up, right? Ross was one of four money experts who helped four different 
individuals and one person I think was, you know, more of a family, so to speak, um, help them manage their money and get their financial lives in order. Um, and these are some heavy hitters in the financial education game, right? The financial advocacy game. You had the opportunity of, of working with Jalen Tease Tabor, uh, graduated University of Florida, second round draft pick to the Detroit Lions. The only reason, one of the reasons why I know that is because Jalen came to the Lions when, you know, my second season there um, and was always just, you know, a great individual, great dude to be around. Uh, but you had the opportunity to help him in a season of his life where, you know, money wasn't promised. You know, for a lot of guys, you know, Jalen was teetering between that active roster, practice squad roster, which is the difference in hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, but then also teetering with not playing in the NFL as well, right? When you're in a practice squad, you're close to not playing. Shoot, when you're on the active roster, <laughs> unless your name uh, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, right? You you close to potentially not playing. So, you know, you had the opportunity to help him get a grip and understanding of his money, which I want to make sure we, we're going to talk about that process a little bit later. Y'all going to have to stick around for that, right? You're going to have to make sure you like, subscribe, share, all of that good stuff, but also stick around to hear Ross talk about the money. But first and foremost, just Netflix experience overall right? How did that come about? Right? How did that happen? How does that evolve? Man, uh, Netflix, bro. You know what I'm saying? Boys is on the big screen. You <laughs> know what I mean? Big fly on the big screen. You know what I'm saying? I got a voice for radio, but a face for TV. Mama, I made it. You dig? But nah, honestly, it was all organic off the love. It really just came with being a person that's reputable in the financial literacy advocacy teaching space, right? And what happened was one day I got a DM. Um, it all started with a DM. It go down in the DM. It go down in the DM. It go down, it go down. But no, funny enough, so it really really went down in the DM. And crazy enough, like I, I get a ton of DMs. Um, but one of the things that happened, I got a DM and that led to an email um, and they told me, hey, you know, and it comes from the production company, man. Shout out Atlas Films. They were like, yo, we're working on a big documentary. Here's the, you know, the impetus on it. Mm -hmm. Is it something you'd be interested in? And at this time, they started out with the coaches before they found the families that we were helping. Right. Okay. And so they were trying to see, yo, are you down to be a financial coach for this? I'm like, you know. Yeah, but they didn't really let me know. They're like, hey, we're working with a major streaming uh, service. So I guess the way it works for them is they have an idea. They already they already are a reputable uh, production company. So when they come at, you know, call it Netflix at this moment, um, it's pretty easy for them to just pitch an idea. So I'm assuming they pitch the idea, they come back and they get buy-in, and then they buy, you know, the rights to this idea. And so when they Netflix hit me, they were like, Netflix buys yeah, we the rights to the idea. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so they hit me, right? And they were like, yo, this is the idea. Are you down? And they wouldn't, at the time, disclose they were working with Netflix. They just said, hey, we're working with a major streaming company. Is this something you'll be interested in? I'm like, yeah, right? My goal is to help, you know, everybody, right? And I will say Netflix put me in a position to help millions because millions of people have watched it throughout the world. So it was one of the 
greatest experience I've been a part of. But it all started with that conversation. And from there, they were like, okay, I got on the, I got, I did Zooms because this is during COVID. I did Zooms mm-hmm. with the production team, right? Talking about the directors, the, the two directors of the film. Um, and they're like, yo, we really like your story. We really like your teaching style. Let's do it. Um, and funny enough, right? So now, so now it was like, yo, we want you to work with somebody in the Chicagoland area, right? Okay. We want you to put out a call for it. Put out, because uh, I ended up filming some content that I posted on my social. And it was like, hey, I'm trying to give somebody free Maconomics 101 for a year, right? And Dope. and in my mind, I'm like, who would I rather work with, right? They, had, they gave me some ideas. They're like, yo, because you're an artist, maybe you should work with a rapper or something. But an up-and-coming rapper, right? And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. And just so happened, I was in Miami with Cope, with you, and we were filming this very amazing podcast um, at House of Athletes. Shout out Brandon Marshall. And it was funny enough because you was like, yo, I want you to meet Tease. This is my dog. And more importantly, he played for the Bears. So we get to rapping. And because the dope shit about Brandon, bro, the dope shit about you is that, and I'm talking to the audience right now, but I'm going to go back and talk to you. <laughs> but talking to the audience, yo, the, bro, the dope shit about Brandon is amongst his peers, right? Amongst everyone, right? He's that dude. But amongst his peers, people look at him like, yo, Brandon really that guy when it comes to, you know, knowing what to do with his money, right? It's not a lot of people that know what to do with their money, right? A lot of people try to pray on athletes, right? You got white financial advisors um, trying to prey on them. And then at times you got bad people who are trying to get them to put money in bad investments, right? So you're always going to hear the horror stories of people losing money and stuff like that. But, you know, amongst the people that were, you know, working out over the summer, you know, Tease is one of the people like, yo, man, I'm trying to get with Brandon on this financial literacy shit. I'm like, yo, that's dope. I'm like, man, matter of fact, and at this time, they did, after after talking with, you know, the production team, they did eventually tell me um, it was for Netflix, but they told me not to tell nobody. So I, so when I come to tease, I'm like, AJ, you know, since you were with the Bears, would you would you want to be a part of this Netflix documentary? I told him it's Netflix, but I won't post to tell him, but it don't matter, right? So I'm like, yo, would you, would you want to be a part of this Netflix documentary? Uh, it's about, you know, helping me helping you with your, you know, your finances. He like, for sure. At this time, I had I was talking with T's and I was talking with this other guy on the Bears team. Um, trying to remember his name. He a linebacker too. Uh, okay. he, he no longer with the Bears. Uh, and so the production team ended up talking with T's and then the other player, and they like, yo, T's is the perfect guy. Whoop a bam, fast forward, and then we go through a whole year of production. Mm. Uh, so you know, I'll t- I'll I'll talk about what was dope about it right you kind of gave um you know the audience an idea of what the show is about but get smart with money is dope because like you say you got four families that have four different uh would you about to say something i was about to ask you something before you get into that real quick go go when when you so like i guess do you get a lot of incoming i'm sure you get a lot of incoming dms questions and things like that but like you saw this from atlas and like do you get other requests like that? Like what made this stick out that made you say, let me take this seriously. Let me follow up with it. Was there anything or was this just all, was this God? God did. 
bro, I get I get a lot of emails and DMs about things very similar, right? And one thing I learned was that um like I literally just got an email 50 minutes ago talking about a, a show, right? Uh, a financial series, right? And yeah. the idea is look, ain't nothing, the ink ain't never dry till it's dry, right? So you what you have is a lot of people Financial literacy is a very hot topic, right? Think about it. Over this past two years, we had everybody starting to invest with Robinhood. You had everybody and their mama talking about uh, NFT, a picture of a monkey for a million dollars, right? So the whole world and realm of people wanting to learn how to invest, talking about crypto and NFTs and metaverse and stocks, options, like everybody's like, yo, what the hell is going on? And so right now it's a very hot topic. And so with that being said, you know, I've been approached several times. Like I, in fact, before this, I had did um, something with Discovery Plus, um, and they mm-hmm. literally did the whole Robin Hood fiasco, the Robin Hood GameStop fiasco. I was bought onto that as an expert, and the dopest shit. It was it was narrated, right? It was uh, it was pretty much narrated and hosted by Jordan Belfort. If you don't know who that is, that's the yeah. Wolf of Wall Street, right? And so. Being part of that was dope. And so now I'm like, yo, I need to be on the big screen for show. You know what I'm saying? And so when they hit me about being a real show, right, I'm like, absolutely. But mind you, I get approached about about shows, TV shows, et cetera, right, because I come from the TV realm now, right, having a show on Revolt is normal to me. But one thing you realize is that it could take years for a Mm. show to truly go from pitch stage to actual production. Um, and that's one of the things. So when they said it, I'm like, absolutely. But they came so with it. They like, yo, this is for real. It's going. So it was just like, yo, honor. I'm like, yo, I can't wait to be a part of it. That's awesome, man. That's, that's a major, especially like you said, like you, you, although you get a bunch of incoming messages and things like that, it's like also keeping an open mind. Cause sometimes you, you, you would mess around and miss that blessing. If you didn't have that man. open mind, you know what I'm saying? You would have been, ah, you know, hey, yeah, you know, I, so I, um, I definitely ain't trying to miss no blessings. But all right, so now you've come into this experience, right? Like they, you know, pitched you on the idea. You figured out more about who you were actually going to work with, which is also really cool, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it's not just a, hey, you got to work with this person, right? Like you found somebody who you could actually work with, help and develop and, and you chose to, to find somebody that, you know, meant something closer to your mission, closer to the Macanomics mission, right? Absolutely. You didn't just get pulled into their concept, so to speak, and, and just start, you know, being moved around in, in terms of their vision. You, you made it your vision, which is a beautiful thing. What is so beautiful about Get Smart With Money? Why is this different? Why do you love it? Why did you... Um, why did you choose to sign Ross Mack's name onto this project specifically? Well, one, the overall mission of the project was to help educate the world about a topic that not a lot of people are comfortable talking about. And that's your finances. Mm. That's your finances. Right. And what I loved about the film, because when you're, when you're filming, right. Like I say, it was over a course of a year, maybe slightly more that we filmed everything. So you only know your own storyline, but the way it actually came together, I think it's amazing. But the goal was 
hey, we're bringing Maconomics to the big screen, to a bigger screen, so to speak. Um, we're trying to help educate, but the overall, you know, finished product, it's really helping people tackle issues in their own personal life that most people will just suffer in silence, right? We got mm. a young woman who's making good money, but she got six figures in debt. We got mm. a young lady who's who's working in the service industry who's truly living paycheck to paycheck. We got a person who's making a family that's making good money, but they are overspending, right? They, they, they don't know how to budget well. They're trying to retire, but they are spending way too much money. Then you got a young athlete, a young black athlete who's making good money, but he's in a career where there's no job security. And two, he's not, he hasn't already started planning for his last day. And so he hasn't started investing. And so at the end of the day, what you're doing is touching on stuff that everybody around the world has an issue with. If you want vast majority of people living paycheck to paycheck, and that's a function of people overspending, having too much debt, not budgeting, also not, you know, investing. And so we were able to tackle all those things. And so I thought the film was the greatest thing ever on Netflix. You Man. know, no, you know, yeah, I'm biased stuff. I'm the, biased. Yeah, you are biased. You are biased. But, you know, again, like I said, <laughs> you're getting Hollywood on us, man. You got the the, the, the pastels on. But, no, the, 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 that's the thing that I love about the, the film specifically is, like, you know, regardless of who you are, where you are in your financial journey, there's some peace within one person's story or multiple people's story that you can tie together that can help you yeah. actually use some of that advice given to them and apply it directly to your life. Yep. So I think it's definitely a must watch, right? If you're serious about this money journey. And again, I don't care if you are debt free. I don't care if you are, oh, I've invested for years, right? There's, there's certain things that, you know, you can take and again, apply to your financial foundation that'll help you. Right. Um, and, and that's dope. I, I think the, you know, one of the other things that, that stuck out to me as well, um, is the fact that like, you know, I'm, I'm uh, hopefully this isn't a spoiler alert, but like you and T's used your platform and used this platform and went and talked to some kids in Chicago, mm-hmm. right? Like talk about that, bro. Like how cool is that? Cause I mean, I'm going to be, I'm always going to keep it funky with you, but like, you know, so many people get these platforms and it's theirs and they mm-hmm. ain't sharing it with nobody yeah. and they can't wait to brag to all their friends and all their family members and stun on you and new number who this because they made it to to the big stage but you took it as an opportunity to not only continue that's the difference with you like continue to put people on but also give these kids yeah. an opportunity to share that platform with you like i'm sure they went to school bragging about how they're on netflix yeah right like yeah, and, and that's powerful. A few shorties right? ta- uh, tagged me like that. Like, man, at the end of the day, that was one of the most rewarding and fulfilling moments of the film because what you have is a transformative storyline of a young athlete coming to a lot of money, doesn't necessarily know what to do with it, and now he's retroactively looking back like, man, I, tech, I, I for the most part, blew that money doing, you know, buying jewelry and clothes and trips, etc. And like you say, he's at a very pivotal point in his career because he had just broke his foot. He was released from a team or two. So now 
you know, the idea of making millions, it was diminishing. And he's like, yo, I'm trying to make the team again. So he had a different type of hunger, but he also had a different hunger when it came to investing and controlling his expenses and starting saying, okay, how do I, you know, how am I rich for life? And what you have was like a very transformative mindset of a young athlete changing his relationship with money and then literally taking that whole year long of talking with me and me showing him what $50,000 would look like just being invested in the S&P from the day he was in from the day he was drafted first call it 5 years later you literally had a person who had a different outlook on life and when he was able to sit down and talk with the kids right and I, I'll be remiss. You said they were Chicago. We was actually in Florida. So them was them was some little uh, some legits some legits in Florida. <laughs> uh, but um, what you had was them, you know, you know us connecting with them on a different thing, on a different level. And one of the things he said was like, man, you know the 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 whole glitz and the glamour that you see when you turn on Instagram. He like, man, that's a facade. That's fake. Like, what's mm. real is us teaching and learning how to become owners as opposed to consumers, right? The media has it in a way where our community were deemed as, you know, trying to flaunt the glitz and the glamour. You have kids and families living beyond their means just to try to keep up a certain image of certain facade. And one of the things we were talking to the kids about was like, yo, when you see little baby with a hundred chains on, yada yada yada, that's not the that's not the dream. That's not the American goal. Like, the dream is owning stuff, right? Being able to start investing, being able to start thinking about what your family wealth, what's y'all legacy gonna look like, you know, fifty years mm -hmm. from now. And so, I just love talking with them kids. Uh, I thought I thought that was a great, you know, turning point in the film. Man, it was it was amazing to see because again, you know. Where does that conversation that y'all had, where does that take their mind from there, right? What conversations are they having on the way back home with their family members, friends, communities, et cetera? And how are they looking at money differently, yep. right? Um, you know, one of the, the best lessons I got in the league, uh, it was don't compete. Don't start competing. I might have talked about it on the show before, but, you know, when that person told me that, they mentioned how, you know, you might see somebody doing and spending their money one way, might be little baby with chains, but you don't know what the behind the scenes is like. You don't know what they have taken care of. You don't know, shoot, some of these rabbits, you might get them chains for free. You might get these chains for a post, yeah. right? Or you might have these chains, but you got the discretionary income to make that decision. You have a place to sleep. You may have a place. Hopefully you have a place to sleep. You have your assets aligned and all of that stuff. While some of us, we see that and we are working to go get that exactly. rather than the assets first, right? The things that'll pay for that over time. So I think that that's huge that you pointed that out. I got a question for you. I got to ask. Before we get into the money, what was the most challenging thing about this experience? Was there any time you felt uncomfortable or was there anything that you had, like, obviously, this is Netflix, this is the big screen. So, you were, you were yourself on, on screen, which was beautiful. But, like, was there anything that, you know, you had to overcome or you had to try for the first time being on this new stage? No, what, the you know, the only thing that I thought about was just, like, man, you know, 
everything I'm saying going to be amplified because it's going to be on Netflix, right? And so I, I went into it, you know, not despite knowing, you know, everything effectively, right, in terms of being able to how to help this person. I call myself studying, right, behind the scenes. I call, mm. you know, very reputable people that work at top firms from a actual, you know, financial advising standpoint as well, just to kind of um, pick their brains, right? Because the thing that's challenging, I give average people information and financial advice every day, right? Um, I try, I try to keep, um, you know, I give people financial advice literally every day. And one of the things that I found was interesting was talking to an athlete who has an earnings curve that they peak before they hit 30, right? They hit their earnings potential before they hit 30. And so it was saying, okay, how could I get extremely aggressive with approaching this person's financial, his financial goals in such a short time frame, right? Whereas the average mm. person that I'm giving advice to, and by average, I'm talking, you know, 98% of the world or 99% of the world who are not, you know, professional athletes, right? It's just like, because the average person, each year they're going to get smarter on the job, get more tenure on the job. So rightfully so, they should make more and more money each year as they are working. But one of the things was like, all right, I'm talking to a young athlete where, you know, I'm trying to help him, you know, act as though he may have already played his last game. I'm trying to have him get aggressive mm -hmm. with the finances. But one of the things also was like, man, his biggest goal his biggest investment right now, believe it or not, was in his time, was in him reading the playbooks because his his greatest return on investment would have been making the team. So it was like, you know, trying yeah. to balance saying, yo, let's start thinking about, you know, investing and, and you know, opening up this brokerage account while simultaneously he's trying to make the team. So uh, at the end of the day, one of the things was just like me trying to truly understand like, talking with athletes is a lot different than the average human yeah yeah i it's such a tough balance right like you said it's like giving the time to splitting your time between you know living breathing talking to family all of that type of stuff with also investing the amount of time and you need to take to be a pro athlete right like and i want to emphasize that because some people don't get it right some people think that it's just Oh, you just wake up. You were born faster than everybody else. You just wake up and roll out of bed and play on Sunday. Well, no, nah, you, you know, yeah. <laughs> as somebody said, you know, when you came out of college, in college, you know, maybe you spent eight hours sleeping, right? Uh, you spent another 12 hours, you know, potentially doing school and college and book Bro, work and all of that type of stuff. Bro, ain't nobody getting eight hours of sleep in college, dog. Exactly, exactly, right? Um and then you've had a few hours that were dedicated towards football. Well, when you come into the NFL, like, nah, that that 12 to 16 hours of your day is yeah. football, right? And live, breathe, eat, and sleep it. And so, you know, it, it definitely takes a, a, a crazy amount of time. And then, like you mentioned, right, then also trying to find the time to really evolve and, and unlearn the lessons that you either never had or learned incorrectly growing up about mm -hmm. money, right? It, it is a challenging 
ordeal, but obviously he had the, the right person to walk him through it. So can you share with us just a taste? Because everybody's got to go. They got to go check out the film themselves, Absolutely. right? If you haven't already. Absolutely. And, and if you have, if you have, I would love for you to share your favorite parts of the film with us, right? Through the comment section, uh, DMs, how, however you choose to do it, preferably through the comment section. But what are some of the main pieces of advice that you gave T's in trying to coach him on how to get smart with his money? Yeah, yeah, man. Look, man, shout out T's. I love that kid, man. That's my dog. That's my dog. I got a lot of love for T's. But um, one of the things we did when we first sat down was we first started out with a budget. I think everybody needs to start out with a budget. You need to truly understand your inflows and outflows to get an idea of you overspending, right? You will get an idea. You know, sometimes you're spending too much on rent. Sometimes you're dining out a little bit too much. Sometimes you're shopping a little bit too much, taking maybe one too many trips, and you really need to see that. And then the next thing when it comes to the budgeting, right, one of the things that I was able to help T's realize is like, yo, in the event you don't make the team, let's look at the run rate of how much money you're spending versus how much money you have in the bank. I want you to see you'll be broke at this year if something doesn't change. So then it was all about saying, okay, let me change my relationship with this money. Let me start really getting serious about everything. And so um, that was that was the first thing. Then the next thing was with saying, that, okay. With that run rate, really quickly, with that run rate, was there is there a tool that you use for that? Or is that like uh, you Google that tool? Or is that like a macronomics tool? How can my, somebody else calculate that? Yeah, so, I mean, so what we used was my budget, the Maconomics budgeting sheet, which you can find at Maconomics.com. All we did was say, okay, these are what my monthly expenses are, and this is how much cash I have. Worst case scenario, I have no income because I'm not mm -hmm. playing in the NFL. And all that was was saying, you know, this is how much money I have to pay. This is how much money I have. My annual pay rate, right? You take all your monthly bills, multiply that by 12. And all I was saying was that, okay, you subtract your savings. After, you know, each year, you get an idea of when you run out of money. It's just, it was just simple math of saying expenses with no income, you know, so all you're using is your savings. Well, guess what? Your savings will eventually, you know, run out if you, one, aren't finding a way diversifying and making money. And two, if you're not, lowering your expenses so that's really what gotcha. the runway was perfect 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 and then you were about to go into the the second point yeah the second point was just showing them how important it was to invest right one of the things you realize is that you know people that look like us black people are under invested when it comes to the stock market and you know one the, the true only way to to grow our money is to invest it, whether it's in the stock market or real estate or what. We have to invest our money because our money is losing its value due to inflation. And so that was really important, helping him not only understand why it's important to invest, but two, letting him see how hindsight truly is 2020 and letting him know how much his money would be, how much money he would have made had he started investing day one when he got into the league. And so now, you know, we started exploring several things. Um, and we started to get them investing, right? One of the things mm -hmm. we did was get them over that hump of being scared to lose money. 
and he jumped out of there, right? I took his invest in virginity, pause. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, and it was fun, though, man. That's, it, we, we had a real good time. Gotcha, 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 boy. Freak boy over here. Um, all right, the the final question, and, you know, I, I, I got to ask questions for the audience, right? That's our, our job here as hosts, right? We, we got to mm -hmm. ask these questions. So um, this is not even a tough question. I'm building it up like it's a super tough it question. It definitely but is. If I, can't, if I can't have the opportunity to get chosen to be on a Netflix series, and to get one-on-one -on -one coaching from, from Ross Mack, what can I do to learn more from you about how to continue to build a strong financial foundation or how I can get smart with money? Yeah, man. Well, one, I just recommend watching the documentary, right? It's like an hour and a half. Very easy. You know, people spend more time than that watching their favorite football team lose on Sundays, etc. So I think it's a very great informational time you could spend, you know, getting smarter, right? And I think the next thing is understanding that, you know, access to information has truly been democratized, right? You don't have to be an old white guy to truly understand how to invest. You can look on YouTube and Google, right? And you obviously have the ability to use the resources that I have, right? Looking at my YouTube page, looking at my videos, and also joining the Macronomics Investing Club. The tools are right in front of you. And I, I love the, the point that you made about if you're not willing to watch an hour and a half documentary, you're not serious about this. At right? All. If you're not willing to invest in yourself, you're not serious about this. Don't waste your time. At Don't waste all. our time. Right? I was watching the interview with Steve Harvey on EYL, and, and one of the pivotal moments in there that I thought was really cool is how he was just uh, at InvestFest, he was like, if you don't believe you can be financially free, go ahead and leave. Mm. If you don't believe you can have two houses, go ahead and leave. Mm. If you don't, you know, like ultimately, you know, if you don't believe, then why should I, why should we? And if you're mm. more importantly, if you're not willing to take the time to invest in yourself, you've lost already. So this thing is about execution. It's not just about the knowledge. So Ross Mack, I appreciate you, man. Again, giving you your flowers. It's an honor to share this platform my with brother, you. My brother, it's how so, I love, Yeah, dog. brother. It's an honor to share the stage it, with you. Uh, so It would have been a whole different storyline without you because I wouldn't even met T's without you. You did. Listen, man, that's how how God works. It's how everything happens together. It's, it's great to see family on on the big screen. You know what I'm saying? And, and hopefully it's just the beginning uh, for, for you there. So uh, with that being said, I know you Hollywood now. I know I might have to talk to your agent. Might have to go knock on your trailer, all of that type of stuff. But if you would be so comfortable, if you would be so kind to take us out the way you usually do. You already know, man. And that's a wrap, folks. That is another amazing episode of Money Music Culture. You already know what to do, man. Hit the like and the subscribe button. And also, make sure you share it, man. Share it with your auntie, your uncle. Share with your uh your little klepto cousin, right? Your your uh your brother who stole who still ain't gave your shoes back that he borrowed a long time ago. Until next week, man. Let's get it.